This is a Podcast 225 production. Welcome to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Westenbroom's Women's Advancement Commission. Welcome, this is Mayor Sharon Weston-Broom, and you are listening to the We Be Our podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting www.podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Today, I am joined by my co-host, Leigh Phillips, a Women's Advancement Commission member and Director of Learning at Baton Rouge Youth Coalition. Good morning. Good morning. Thank you, Mayor Broom. It's a pleasure to be here and to serve as part of your Women's Advancement Commission. Today, our guest is Ray Vasquez, a partner at Jones Walker LLP. Born and raised in Puerto Rico, Ray made her home in Baton Rouge when she moved here to attend LSU. After graduating from the Paul M. Hebert Law Center, Ray joined Jones Walker LLP, where she is now a partner who focuses on real estate law. Ray has lectured in both academic and professional settings. She is deeply involved in a number of community and legal organizations and is the chairwoman of Friends of Louisiana Public Broadcasting, LPB. Ray is also involved in Jones Walker recruiting and professional development efforts and works closely with students at the Law Center at LSU. Ray, thank you for being here with us today. Thank you. I'm, I'm happy to be here. I am a big fan of the podcast, oh, so great, I'm, great. I'm excited. Awesome. <laughs> yeah. Well, Ray, I'm so delighted to hear uh, have you here today um, because whenever I'm just going to be very transparent. Whenever I see you or I'm in your presence, I always feel energized because you have that (laughs) consistent uh, uh, radiation glow exuberance about you that I believe is contagious. So I'm just glad to be in your presence. Well, thank you. That is great to hear. (laughs) So, uh, Ray, first tell me about your journey and how you came uh, to do the work in Baton Rouge. We heard Mm -hmm. about your transition Um, You know, why LSU? Why Baton Rouge? Why did you stay? Yeah, so um, that's an interesting story. My um, my parents are both educators. My mother is from Puerto Rico. My father is from the Dominican Republic. Um, my father knew that he wanted to do electrical engineering. The best um, university in the Caribbean for that was in Puerto Rico. He moved to Puerto Rico, met my mother. Um, they got married, had us. Um, and then when he finished his undergraduate um, and master's in electrical engineering at the University University of Puerto Rico, um, the University of Puerto Rico said, listen, we want to invest in you. We want to invest in your education. We want you to go get your PhD at the best program available in the United States and then come back and teach at the University of Puerto Rico. Um, so my dad did his research and it turned out that the best PhD program in the United States at the time was at LSU for electrical engineering. Um, so he moved the family down uh, to LSU, I think to Baton Rouge. Uh, in 1979, I was three years old at the time. Um, so we moved, um, I was three. He stayed, we stayed in Baton Rouge for about five years while he finished his PhD program. Um, and then as agreed, he we moved back to Puerto Rico. He taught at the University of Puerto Rico, uh, became dean of the Electrical Engineering College there. 
Um, I finished my high school there. I was eight when we moved back to Puerto Rico. English was a primary language of mine because I was so young when we moved to Baton Rouge. Um, and so my parents put me in an English private school in Puerto Rico because they wanted me to keep up with my English. Um, again, my parents are both educators. So when the time came to choose a college, I knew that I wanted to come to the United States to go to college did my research, um, got accepted at a couple of colleges, also applied to LSU. Um, LSU was the um, university that gave me a uh, full scholarship. I mean, full. They called it a Children of Alumni Scholarship. Um, And so my parents sent me down and said, listen, uh, you got into a couple of really, really great colleges. You got into some Ivy Leagues. You got into University of Puerto Rico. You got into LSU. Let's talk about what your education is going to be. Let's talk about, you know, how much this is going to cost. And let's talk about what makes sense. Um, And so, you know, sort of collectively as a family, we decided that, you know, it made a lot of sense to come to Baton Rouge and get my undergrad degree at LSU. Um, It was free. I had friends here from the time that, you know, I grew up. My parents had friends here. They felt like it was safe for me to come here. Um, and so my dad said, listen, go get a free education. That's the best thing for you. Um, I will pay for graduate school wherever you're going to go. So I stayed here um, for undergrad. I never intended on staying, Mayor Broom. I was just like, I'm going to stay here for undergrad, get my education, go somewhere else for graduate school. Um, but, you know, I, I keep saying Baton Rouge is, is sticky. It just grabs onto you. So I like that. It is. It is. I, I graduated from undergrad, um, stayed, went to law school. Um, again, sort of never intending on staying. I said, you know, I'll, I'll go somewhere after law school. Um, I kind of think of myself as a big city person. So I was just like, oh, I'll, I'll move away after law school and, you know, maybe I'll come back. Um, met my husband in law school, who was also a transplant from Florida, um, interned at Jens Walker, got a job offer from there. Um, he got a job offer from the DA's office. He's an assistant district attorney. Um, and so by that time, I had been in Baton Rouge since uh, 1993. So that was about um, seven years in. He had been in Baton Rouge for about three years. We kind of looked at each other and we were like, you know, we like this place. We're staying. Okay. <laughs> and and that was it. I've been at Jones Walker ever since I graduated from law school. And so I think I've been here um, for about 25 years now okay. in Baton Rouge, Louisiana. So I consider it home. <laughs> well, that is great. And I tell you, as uh, the mayor here, I'm so glad that you um, uh, made it your home um, because we want... Um, and I'm going to say young people like you <laughs> to uh, stay and, and stick with us. Um, so on this journey, uh, amazing uh, journey, you know, uh, from Puerto Rico to Baton Rouge, Baton Rouge, Puerto Rico. Uh, but now um, an attorney at uh, Jones Walker uh, involved in our community, mm-hmm. uh, up and coming uh, leader, Uh, female leader in our community. What is one of the greatest lessons that you've learned in your career? I I think one of the greatest things that I've learned, um, Mayor, is, you know, there's always going to be obstacles in, Mm -hmm. in your path. 
you know, and you learn this as a young lawyer, you know, you're negotiating with somebody, you know, they say no. As a young person, you're just like, oh, okay. Um, Rejection. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, I, I think if you if you encounter a no, if you find an obstacle in your path, you know, don't let that hinder you. Mm. Just, you know, find a way around it. Mm. And that's really been my biggest lesson, mm. Mayor Broom. You know, mm. whether it's in negotiating, whether it's serving on a, you know, on a nonprofit board, mm. whether it's, you know, engaging in any kind of community activity that I'm proud of, mm-hmm. you know, there's always going to be obstacles. Find a way around them. Mm-hmm. And so I that's kind of how I live my life. That's the greatest lesson I've learned. And it served me well in work and personal life. And so as you look back um, on your career and your life, what, what are some of the things you're most proud of? Besides dancing for Big Daddy. <laughs> that was one of the highlights of my entire life. <laughs> you got Namisha next. We're really proud of our dancing ability. Um, you know, it's really... Uh, the practice, the type of law that I practice, Mayor, mm-hmm. I am really fortunate because I am in finance and real estate. I am able to see the effects of my work oh, um, in mm-hmm. Baton Rouge and otherwise. And so I am proud of anything that I've been a part of building mm-hmm. or restoring from the Knock Knock Children's Museum to any of you know the retail stores that I've been mm-hmm. a part of because they've been my clients, um, to restoring the Superdome after Hurricane Katrina. Wow. You know, wow. we were a part of a finance team that that put that financing together. Um, I'm really proud of that, and I get to I get to drive around, you know, not just Baton Rouge but Louisiana, and say I had a hand in that. Mm-hmm. I did that, and for me, that's. That's just fantastic yeah, to be yeah, able to see. Yeah. You know, I I can certainly understand that because uh, one of my frustrations is that uh, government works at a very slow pace. And so mm-hmm. you don't get an immediate return on all the things you're working on, uh, not to mention that it takes a while to get things accomplished. And so uh, to be able to see the manifestation of your work certainly is very uh, fulfilling and affirming. Um, mm-hmm. And so I, I, I totally uh, get that. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you have? And we kind of touched on it when we, you talked about your greatest lesson learned. Mm-hmm. But what advice do you have uh, for other women who are pursuing uh, their passion, their career objectives and goals? I will I will always repeat the advice that one of my mentors gave me whenever I was coming up as a very uh, young attorney. Um, your your reputation your reputation is the most powerful mm-hmm. tool leverage mm-hmm. that you have. If you start with establishing a solid one from the beginning, no matter what mm-hmm. you do, personally, professionally, you know that is going to be the biggest and best thing you can do. And the way he explained it to me, and I look at it now and I'm like, oh, wow, that makes sense. Um, You know, it's just, it's like putting money in a bank, you know, establishing that reputation. It's useful, it's necessary, it's going to pay off in the end, and it's going to give you security. Um, and so that's that's kind of the advice I always give everybody. It's it's served me so well. <laughs> and, and certainly applicable to everybody in uh, every situation and circumstance, but certainly our, our lives, mm-hmm. uh, our reputation. Um, 
a good name is all that we have at yep. the end of the day. That's right. And I certainly want to keep mine, too. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just telling the truth. I mean, uh, <laughs> but it, do you have any uh, final messages you have for our listeners? Um, yeah, I think just by virtue of my journey, I would just encourage, you know, listeners to be open and to step out of your comfort zone. You know, if I hadn't stepped out of my comfort zone, I I would have never moved to the States to go to college. If I hadn't been open to what Baton Rouge had to offer, I would have never stayed here. Um, You know, so just kind of be open, step out of your comfort zone. Um, Make time to expand your circle of friends is something that I always tell people. I am not originally from here. My husband is not originally from here. We recognize and we value that we've been so welcomed in Baton Rouge. And that was because people who are from here took the time to invite us into their circles. So now we try to pay that forward since now we're, I guess we officially consider ourselves from Baton Rouge now. (laughs) And just kind of expand our circle to include new people whenever and wherever we can and make them feel welcome. Absolutely. Well, I'm going to toss it to Lay because she has a important question that we love to toss to our uh, our folks who are visiting with us. Ray, if you had a guest visiting Baton Rouge for 24 hours, where would you take them? Ah, um, so I love this question. I just had my niece come visit me from Puerto Rico. Um, and so I ended up taking her to one of the places I took her to was Coffee Call to have beignets because oh, yeah. that's where I used to study throughout my entire career. So I pointed out the table. I was like, I used to study there. I, she was not impressed with that. She was impressed with the beignets. Um, and then I also took her and my mother, um, who was also visiting at the time, I took them to volunteer at Knock Knock Museum. Um, and that they have a fabulous volunteer program. Um, and so I was just like, look, you guys don't want to be in the house all day. Um, my niece is a little bit old for Knock Knock, but you know, you can go volunteer. Yeah. Um, and so they had so much fun doing that. Um, and I guess the last thing I'll touch on is I live off of government and government is experiencing a renaissance. Yes. I love all the <laughs> restaurants. So I will tell any of my friends and I will take any of my friends to go visit White Star, Rica Pizza, Soji, anything like that. I'm a foodie. Okay. So <laughs> We've had a lot of foodies on our show. <laughs> I wonder why. At the end of the day, I think most uh, Baton Rougeans are foodies. (laughs) We love our food. We love it. We love it. Well, thank (laughs) you so much, Ray, for uh, joining us today. And to our listeners, thank you for tuning in to the WeBR podcast, an initiative of my Women's Advancement Commission. Our show will air the first and third Wednesday of each month, and we invite you to listen and subscribe to our podcast by visiting podcast225.com or by listening through the Apple Podcast app. Thanks for listening to the We Be Our Podcast, Women Empowering Baton Rouge. This podcast is an initiative of Mayor Sharon Weston Broom's Women's Advancement Commission.